0: Good day, good day, everybody, friends, family, students, everyone out there on the internet, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you may be listening, maybe you are driving. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is Emilio. Welcome to the Teacher Emilio podcast. This is episode 63, and I'm excited, I'm pumped, I'm full of energy because this is an episode, or let's say, sorry, it's been a long time since I've recorded with my usual recording setup which is my mixer and my microphone and it's just fantastic it's so cool to to finally be using let's say my usual setup rather than my improvised setup while i was away and needless to say thank you so much for your support because the podcast has been growing and it means a lot to me and well i hope that you keep enjoying this episode that you get value from it And well, without further ado, let me tell you about today's topic, which is a mix of a call to shock with a bit of other things. And I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. It's basically the current situation finding a property. Well, not necessarily. Let me just clarify that the problem that people are facing when it comes to basically finding a place to live, to rent more specifically. I'm not looking for a house to buy, not yet. And it's just crazy because there are so many... I mean, I remember before coming to Australia, I was looking at domain.com, realestate.com. By the way, this episode is not sponsored by any of those agencies. It's only sponsored by me. So if you want to support the sponsor, you can get a copy of my book. You can keep recommending friends the podcast or you can tell people to get in touch so I can teach that's the, the the only sponsor of this podcast for now anyways I remember like hearing from friends and family hey Emilio you need to be careful you need to start looking for your apartment because you're gonna come here and it's gonna be really hard maybe I was on my Aussie mode thinking yeah you know mate, you mad be right And and I would look online and I would see lots of options available and I thought, oh, you know, it's not going to be as bad as people say, but well, obviously, you know, you, from my understanding, it is extremely unlikely that you would be given a property if you haven't inspected it. In fact, I went to an inspection today and as I was talking to the real estate agent, I said, oh, look, I love that property that you guys have. This is from Woodards. It's a company in Camberwell. Anyways, the point is that I was telling this gentleman that there is a property that I really like and that I would love to rent, but I want to see it in person and the interview, sorry, the interview, the inspection is in the next three weeks. So it's not worth it waiting for three weeks and then seeing the property. If I don't like it, then I basically wasted three weeks of looking at other places, applying to other properties and Guess what? What the gentleman said was exactly the same. He's like, yeah, mate, you shouldn't do that. (laughs) Put your application in on this one or or on another property. Don't wait three weeks. Maybe you go. Fifty people would show up and then, you know, that's it. That's all done for you. And, you know, when he said that, I thought, wow, that could be true because just last week I went to this apartment in Hawthorne area and to my surprise... It was not just me, but there were like 12 people waiting outside of a building. And guess what? Pam, pam, pam. This was probably a bit of a shock. It's really strange. I had this basically experience where no one showed up at all. And it is very strange because in Australia, you have to go through the process of contacting the real estate agent. You have to email someone. You have to register online and this and that. You go back and forth email reminder sms reminder I got all these details and I thought okay cool this is legit this place looks amazing and guess what guys I go there and there is no one there no one shows up no one picks up the phone I even called the the company I'm going to stay professional and obviously I won't say the real estate agency I don't want to get in trouble anyways and I was told, no, there is nothing we can do. We can't put you in contact with anyone, only tenants, blah, 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 boom. And then I basically waited for like 20 minutes. You know, a part of me thought as, I don't know if this is probably because I'm Latino or I'm being very open-minded or very relaxed, but a part of me thought maybe something happened to the real estate agent Who knows? It's Saturday. You know, anyone can have a traffic accident. I'm just going to give them the benefit of the doubt. And well, you know, to my surprise, after 20 minutes, no one came. After 25 minutes, no one came and I said, okay, half an hour is my limit. No one showed up. No one replied to any messages, emails. It is really strange. It's almost as if that person doesn't exist almost. And someone just put up a fake profile. The other thing that could be happening, I mean, obviously, you know, now my other Latino side is saying or telling me that there is probably just someone who got the property and that would obviously make sense. But why would you keep these many people waiting? And most importantly, if the property is taken, I don't know, I think it just shouldn't be listed on the site or at least someone should tell you. I loved the efficiency of just calling someone and this happened to me a few times. I would call and I would say like, hello, I don't know, hello, Mark, there is this property I want to check in Richmond and it would be like, no, Matt, sorry, it's been taken. is, this...? And then I would be told the address and I said, yeah, that's the one. And it's like, no, Matt, yeah, we just got the deposit this morning. Sorry. And then you don't waste the half an hour of wait plus getting to the place And, you know, it's a a shame. It's a shame. And one of the reasons why, sorry, the other reason why I did not say which company did this is because as I was waiting, there was other people and one guy passed in a car and he was like, bro, are you still waiting? And this is like 20 minutes in. This is when there was almost nobody there. Most people left. And I said, look, I'm just going to probably finish up sending a few voice notes, da-da-da. And then this guy just passed by on his car and he just goes, man, are you still waiting? And I said, bro, I really like this apartment. I have to wait. I want to see it. And then he's like, damn, this is the third no showed up that I've got this morning. So it, it may be, or it, this could be probably related to the rent crisis, if you wish, or like the rent situation that we are experiencing, that it may not only be one agency, it could be many agencies, However, I had a very successful inspection today at the time, and let's say, yeah, the time specified and the date, of course, I just showed up, the real estate agent was there, and it was just perfect. And in case you guys do not know, I, I am someone who likes to ask many questions, so I bombarded him with lots of questions, and he was very patient, he, you know, didn't get angry or anything. Not that people get angry when I ask lots of questions, but he seemed very, I mean, he seemed okay, very friendly. And that was fantastic. It was a really, really, it was a really good experience. And that really got me thinking, oh man, I want to move to this apartment. But it's the first one that I've seen. And luckily there are other inspections coming up. So that will keep me busy. I'm looking for apartments. I'm looking for a place to live to rent. Like I said, I'm not there in the market to buy a property. And it's interesting because maybe other people could be experiencing this. And and I thought, you know, to make the episode a bit interesting, I'm just going to try, well, not try, I'm going to pull out some interesting data. Let's see what's on the news. It turns out that for most newspapers, you have to subscribe and, you know, get on a sort of a membership. And I thought, okay, let me see what can I find for free to share it with everyone in the podcast. And and I found some interesting stuff. And there are two things I want to tell you. One is that there are lots of regions in Melbourne where the rent occupancy rate has been decreasing. And what that means in, in simple English is like it is really, it, it is more difficult to buy a house, sorry, to rent a house. And as that has been happening, there has been an increase in short-term rentals. And what that means is sites like Airbnb, Stays.com, and many other or like sites alike have been experiencing an increase in places where... Sorry, in, in basically listings. So now it's like there are more houses listed on Airbnb. And as that is happening, as there are more houses being listed or apartments there are less apartments available for people to live. And I thought, oh, okay, that sounds really bad, but how bad could that actually be? And I'm someone who really likes graphs, and uh, well, I know you can't see this, but I'll be telling you this of a, uh, you know, I'll be telling you basically. And interestingly enough, like the areas where the occupancy, sorry, where, the, where there are the most short-stay rentals would be maybe surprising for some of you, And maybe not so much for others. Here we go. A thousand plus holiday rentals. That's the first category. This category is the highest at Melbourne CBD, South Melbourne, Fitzroy area, all around there. And that's probably not a surprise, I suppose, because, you know, you've got the CBD, Docklands, all these, like, very centered, like the the heart of Melbourne City, if you wish. Then we've got... Another one that it's a bit of a surprise, Mornington Peninsula. So everything from Rye, uh, Frankston, I would say past Frankston. Once you start getting into Mount Eliza, all the way down to the peninsula, all that area, it's been flooded. It's full of short-stay rentals, which is quite interesting. I mean, we all know that it is a very popular spot, but I mean, I didn't think it would be as of... This, this graph, by the way, is as of April, 2023, so, I mean, there is a chance that this may be slightly off, but, you know, three months is not such a big difference or such a long time to, so that this would change a lot. And yeah, it's crazy that, you know, Mornington Peninsula is an area where there is so much going on. And the second one, sorry, and then the last one that is also at the highest is the Yara Ranges. And this is where it gets interesting. I would say anywhere from Lilydale, Belgrave area, all the way to the right. So this would cover areas like um, Warburton, Mount Bulla, all around the. Oh, I can't believe I forgot the name. The very famous train. Ah, oh, Puffin Billy. So all that side, all those towns around there, Eildon, and many, many others. All around that side, like basically the western side of Melbourne. Everywhere around that area, it's full of short-stay rentals. Oh, an important mention is the town Olinda, because Olinda is such a beautiful place. And random fact, if you're into cycling, you should go and check out Olinda. And even if you're not into cycling, you should definitely go and check it out, because they've got amazing food. It is a really, really interesting place. It's really nice. The... Everything that has to do with crafts or things made by hand are just amazing. But well, I mean, coming back on topic, we've got other areas. than this one are basically where we've got 500 to 750 rentals. And it's interesting because, well, these are important suburbs, I'd say. But it's surprising because, I mean, they are... I mean, anyways, let me just tell you. Here we go. So we have got... Uh, St. Kilda area, that's probably not a surprise. Then St. Kilda area, Balaclava, all that side. Then we've got a bit of Malvern, a bit of Hawthorne, Richmond, and the other one here, well, Burnley, but Burnley's next to Richmond. Um, what else have we got here? Box Hill, Baldwin, and Doncaster, um, a bit past, a bit further bit past Box Hill, hitting almost Blackburn. So all that side represents 500 to 750. So there's been an increase there. Then we've also got like the western suburbs. So we have a bit of Footscray, a bit of uh, Flemington area, and a bit of the northern suburbs as well. So almost getting to Preston and basically... Whoa, I, I remember the name of the street but for a second, I was just like blank. So as I was saying, like Preston, Northcote, all that side, it's where we've got a bit of an increase and then all the way to the south, almost like hitting uh, Geelong, (coughs) excuse me guys. I'm not feeling 100%, but I still wanted to make this episode for you. So all around the Windham area, We've also got lots of things happening there. And then we've got, the let's say, the, the regions where there is the least increase, but there is also still increase there. So we've got areas like... These areas, by the way, have got 250 or less listings in terms of an increase. So there is an increase, but it's just not as big. We've got Melton, Bacchus March, Sunbury, Tulamarin, Broadmeadows, Kila, Kila East then Manningham East, Knox, Dandenong, Casey South. Those regions would be the ones where there has been probably the least movement in terms of short-stay rentals. And that makes sense because that's probably where you would see more families, more established suburbs. There is a bit of movement in the other ones, or like in those that are closer to the city. And it is tricky. You know, you may be thinking, okay, what's going to happen with all these issues with the situation, teacher, where we've got lots of people applying for properties, trying to find a place to rent, rents going up and, well, less availability. So then as the real estate agent said, you could have 50, 20, 25, 30, or like I experienced last week, you could have like 12 people per apartment. And then some of them have been to more than three I, I mean, I've met people that have been to like five or six inspections in a day. I don't know how they do it. <laughs> Getting to it's already difficult, but maybe I should, I don't know, stay on the phone for like an hour to try to organize all those inspections. And you may be thinking, okay, so what are we going to do? What's going to happen with this? And what, what's going to be a solution? And well, you know, I'm not I'm not an economist, although I love reading about things like this. Some of the things that could be put in place to to control this might be what, it, what are called the rent hike restrictions. So when you think of the rent hike, I think what's happening is as interest rates are going up uh, in a historical rate or basically in a surprising, unprecedented amount, what's been happening is that, well, now house owners have to pay more for their mortgages and obviously now they would have to increase the rent, right, to to keep up the balance, to keep up, let's say, to, to continue the economic cycle. Look at that. Getting into some deep stuff here. And it gets tricky because obviously as renters, we don't want to pay more for the same thing that we get but I suppose it's somewhat fair because that's what happens to landlords. I mean, there is a concept in finance called negative gearing, and that is when you lose money on a property. So for example, let's say that I'm renting an apartment and that apartment generates, I don't know, $10,000 a year. And let's say that I need to pay mortgages, I need to pay council rates, or I need to pay body corporate, whatever that may be. I need to pay all those things. And all those expenses amount for $12,000. So in that case, what would happen is, well, basically I am $2,000 off. And now I am technically like losing money on my investment. When that happens, that is called negative gearing. It's not gearing from cars or anything along those lines. And you may be thinking, why would you do that? Well, look, this is not, I don't want to, what is it called? I'm not a financial guru or anything along those lines. But sometimes, depending on someone's situation and let's say in terms of tax brackets and this and that, sometimes it is beneficial to negatively gear a property because you would be getting tax benefits from doing that. Anyways... If you've got any questions in terms of investing and this and that, best thing to do would be to talk to an accountant. And talking about about accountants, I'm planning to interview one to bring one into the podcast. So if you've got any questions related to accounting, taxes, working as an accountant, working in an Australian company, anything that you could think of related to business do let me know, get in touch over my Instagram or email. All, the, all these details are in the show notes because, I mean, rather than asking, I mean, not that I wouldn't ask or sorry, not that I wouldn't answer, but I think it would be cool because then we would have a guest plus we will have a set of questions. Obviously, I've got a few already, but anyways, this is just, I'm just throwing it out here because some of you may be interested in getting your questions answered by an accountant. And without getting into politics, something interesting that may happen is that Premier Daniel Andrews could basically, let's say, bring up a new law, I should say, where there's going to be a cap where landlords can only increase rents every two years. And this could probably be one way to let younger Victorians enter the property market, and also to alleviate problems with the rent hike, with the increased prices, with all the increased prices when it comes to, to rents. And, and it is interesting. It's interesting to see what would happen. Like I said, I'm not an economist nor a politician. I, I think we would need to just wait. In the meantime, a part of me is just thinking, look, I just have to keep applying. And talking about applying for properties and looking for a place to stay. Now, I think it would be good to send this episode to someone that is not yet in Australia. Or again, if you if you are listening to this and you're not in Australia, get mentally prepared because it is quite tough. I don't want to scare you, but it's, yeah, it's, let's say, intense. It could be quite tricky, not impossible, but still, it is definitely up to a point where a part of me is like, oh, maybe I should just grab whatever I get. Surprisingly, on the interview, sorry, I keep saying interview, on the inspection that I went today, there were only three people, including me, and that is just great news. But you just never know. Luckily, none of them have applied, so I may have a place. I still don't know, obviously. But, but we'll see, we'll see. Needless to say, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I would love to make it a bit longer, but I'm on my way, or sorry, not on my way. I need to go to another inspection today because like I said earlier, it is quite tricky to find these inspections these days. And well, as always, thank you so much for joining me because you could have been driving. Maybe you were on your commute. You went for a walk, whatever that may be. I was part of your day. You were part of mine and I appreciate it. appreciate you. Take care. Miss me. I'll miss you, but I'll see you on the next podcast episode. Take care and bye for now.